Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast, where I get you disconnected from addiction and plugged into recovery. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. If you are struggling with addiction, you can reach out to my direct line. That is 203-917-8862. Again, 203-917-8862. I do own a treatment facility called California Wellness, so if you are looking for resources, you can reach out to that direct line. What I want to talk with you about today is remembering your last high and forgetting the first. It is so easy to go back to times where addiction gave you some type of relief, or I don't even want to call it addiction, using just gave you some type of relief, and it turned into addiction, you know? And I remember for myself the early days of using, experimenting, it was all fun, you know what I mean? It was all good. It it gave me um, a lot of solution and not so much uh, not so many problems. And then that changed, right? The further we get into addiction, um, the more is revealed later on down the line of um, what we're actually doing. And it's like early on, when we're in the early stages of experimenting or using, we truly don't know how bad things can get. We don't really understand uh, how much of a legitimate problem and how much of a severe problem using or drinking can really become. Uh, We have a a lot of naivete to us, you know what I mean? And um, especially when I was young, I used to think that I could handle whatever came my way. And and I used to tell myself that I wouldn't let it get out of control or, or I got this and there's still the illusion of control. And, you know, little by little, I started to rely more and more and more on getting high to to solve my problems, you know what I mean? And it's the quote that I always love. It's like using or drinking isn't the problem. It is the solution to deeper rooted problems. And as long as those deeper rooted problems are there, your using and drinking is going to escalate because it is solving that issue that that you don't know how to cope with in the right way. You know what I mean? So it's like, as long as we have whatever pain, whatever ails us, whatever is going on, and everybody's different, right? Some people struggle with anxiety. Some people struggle with, with uh, mental health issues and depression. And you know, some people were through, went through traumatic events uh, in their childhood. Sometimes we just feel insecure about ourselves, right? But, but it can be 101 different things. But at the end of the day, there's some type of pain point that using solves, And so when we get sober, it is the beginning stages of feeling the shit that we don't want to feel, right? And that's why it could be so rocky, the beginning stages of recovery. It's just so crucial to get through those obstacles and those challenges and those cravings and urges around, uh, get really uh, around other people that have been there before because we need some guidance and mentorship because we just don't know how to deal with the shit in our lives. Um, We run from it. You know what I mean? We run from the pain. We run from the hard times. We run from the challenges because it's what we know how to do. That's what using is. Using and drinking simply is running, right? Um, When we are sitting with ourselves in sobriety and we don't like what we feel, it's easy 
to take a gulp of a bottle or take a couple pills and all of a sudden you don't have to think about the shit that you don't want to think about, you know, that's running. That's not dealing with your problems, you know what I mean? And so it gives you instant relief. It gives you immediate gratification. But the problem is, is that it comes with a price and the price is that you pay for it later. You get to, you get the immediate relief, but you get the pain later on and not just the pain of the problems that you're already dealing with or not dealing with, I should say, because those problems don't disappear, but you're dealing with more pain that's accumulating as your addiction becomes worse and worse. So when we're first getting sober, when these cravings hit and these urges hit, we have to remember what the last high looked like. You know what I mean? We have to remember the reality of, of your addiction, of your alcoholism. Because if not, you're going to think back to how it was in the beginning and all the, the good shit, quote unquote, that it used to give you early on. You know, what used to hook you in the beginning, what grabbed your attention and gave you that relief, that warm sensation when you were younger. Uh, I'll speak for myself. I mean, I remember the first time I got high when I was nine years old. Um, it, it, it immediately, it took me away from wherever I was, right? And you might be thinking like, like what, what type of problems does a nine-year-old have? And clearly, I mean, clearly I had them. You know what I mean? Because I don't remember... I don't remember the first time uh, I had steak. I don't remember uh, the first, you know, complete game I ever pitched as a kid when I played baseball. I barely even remember the first time I had sex. But I do remember the first time I smoked weed. You know what I'm saying? I remember the first uh, cigarette I had. I remember the first time I did heroin. And that tells me enough. You know what I mean? It left an imprint on me that this was going to be some type of solution for me. And I didn't really, um, I didn't really see a future with me in it where it wasn't going to be in my life because it felt that good to me. Yet, as I got older and as my addiction got worse and worse, I was punched in the face with the harsh reality of what my using would, would really become and, and what it was truly like, you know? In the beginning, man, we really, like I said before, we just have no idea where it can lead to. And, you know, I got to see how bad it could really get. And, and it really changed me as an individual. I became a desperate soul. And, you know, as your tolerance increases, your desperation increases too. And um, I did things that I never thought I was going to be capable of, straight up. I did things that... Um, I was not taught, uh, I became a human being that I was not taught to be um, as a kid. You know, my mom uh, did an amazing job raising me and, and my brothers and stuff, and, and I really, um, that wasn't enough. You know what I mean? The direction that I had, um, you know, it just was not powerful and strong enough uh, compared to the substances because that became the most important thing for me. Even though early on when I was using, it really was just something that I enjoyed and it was something that I, I did love, but I didn't ever think that it would become the, um, it would change me as a human being and became the main focal point of my life, which it certainly did. 
you know, addiction is a full-time job and it, and it pays in misery. And, and that's where it led me to. I became absolutely miserable. So when I was first getting sober and, and even within my first year, I needed to really remind myself the dark times, like the reality of addiction, your mind will fuck with you hardcore. It will tell you that drinking will relieve this issue, right? You're feeling upset. You're feeling down. You feel like you're not supposed to be where you're at in life. Just take this drink just one time. You know what I mean? Just just take this one pill and, and those problems will go away just for today. And tomorrow you can figure it out, right? It'll tell you that bullshit. It'll, you will believe the lies in your own head that deep down, you know, is a lie, but it sounds so good to you because it's feeding off of your emotions. It's playing on what you want to believe, not what is actually true. And this is why addiction is such a a powerful son of a bitch. It, it, It knows your weak points. It knows how to camouflage, you know, it's like the woman in the red dress who really wants to kill you, but, but, you know, is trying to lure you in, you know what I'm saying? And that's what addiction is. It knows where to get you. It knows exactly where to hit you on your weak points. And, and it waits, man, it waits when you are at the lowest of lows and also at the highest of highs. Make no mistake about it. Relapse doesn't just come when shit is falling apart. It happens at the peaks as well. It happens to people all the time where it just seems like it's just going to add to the success or, or, you know, it will add to the heightened emotions of whatever it is that you're feeling at that time. And people get complacent in recovery and they forget, they forget where they came from. And this is what really changed for me this last time around. I, I respect my addiction, you know what I'm saying? And I respect where it could be, where it could be if I, if I just make a couple choices that are different than other than staying sober, you know what I mean? And, um, I can't afford to take that risk. You know, I don't live in fear today. I don't ever think of like, Oh my God, like I can't drink today or I can't, I can't take a pill today. It's the idea has been totally smashed for me. It's not attractive and you can get there too. You know what I mean? You just have to keep reminding yourself of the reality of what your addiction looks like. Do not feed into the bullshit. Do not feed into uh, the allure of, you know, of what it was like in the beginning. Remember the dark times, man. Remember what that rock bottom was like. Remember what it was like when you were fucking down and out and you had nothing. You had nowhere to go or you didn't feel like you belonged anywhere and you felt like you were a shell of yourself, you know? I can I could go back to the last time I got high like that, like immediately, you know what I'm saying? I remember it so clearly, and I'm so blessed, the bottom that I hit, you know? Fucking, you know, it was an April, it was an April day, it was the afternoon, it was gloomy out, it was raining, it was such a shitty day out, and, uh, you know, I stuck a needle in my arm for the first time. The first time I ever did heroin, uh, sticking a needle in my arm. I've been doing heroin for a, a f- quite a few years at that point, but I had never put a needle in my arm. And, and I just remember walking home that day and, uh, you know, I had holes in my clothes. I had holes in my shoes and, and I felt like I had holes in my soul, man, you know, and, and I just felt lost. I did not belong anywhere. I didn't belong, um, 
in active addiction. I didn't belong in recovery. I didn't belong in my own skin. I didn't belong in the shitty neighborhood I was living in. And I didn't have a home anywhere. You know what I mean? I just felt soulless. I just felt just straight godless. That's, that's how I explain it. You know, that's how I remember it. And I didn't want to get high. And I also didn't want to get sober. And that was what my addiction, that's exactly where it brought me. You know what I mean? And and your story might feel like that. It might sound similar or it might be very, very different. But man, we all feel the same emotions at our bottom. Our stories might be different, but addiction brings us to the same place. So I want you to reminisce on that. When those thoughts come up and you start to bullshit yourself and believe in the lies that you think it's actually going to solve a problem for you, know that there is not a single issue in your life that addiction is going to uh, solve for you. Not a single one. There's not a single problem that is going to be solved with that. You know what I mean? And that's, uh, that's just the truth of the matter. And it's, a, it's really important to remind yourself of that. There is no value that using and drinking is going to add to your life. It's not going to add any type of value. Nothing. You know what I mean? And, and until you really accept that, or, or, you know, I, I'll speak for myself. I needed to absolutely crush the idea that, you know, I would someday be able to, um, you know, it was going to give me something. It was going to um, give value to my life, you know. And, and the whole idea is in recovery, you want to create a life that you love so much and you want to be chasing things and be excited about life that you don't ever have to go back to using. It's not something that's enticing. It's not something that, it becomes a thing of the past. It becomes like a phase of your life that you went through and you learned a lot about yourself and it taught you so many valuable lessons to become your best self. That's how I look at it for me. That was like my training, you know what I mean? That was like my training ground to to become the best version of me. I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for all the shit I went through in my addiction. And I'm so super grateful for it, you know what I mean? It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to to hold you back or hinder you or or stop you from from being successful or you know, having the type of life that you want. It's actually here to, to propel you and to, you know, if you could just shift your focus and, and, and really shift your, the addictive nature that you have into something positive, you need to take it away from the bullshit, neg- the negative things that are taking from you and you need to pour it into things that are going to give to you and to serve other people. That is the ultimate gift. You know, your addiction is not, it's really not the biggest problem in your life. You just don't know how to, you just might, you just maybe haven't figured out how to channel it the right way and and pour it into something good. So always remember your last high. Don't remember the first one and, and, and stay motivated that way. You know what I mean? Understand that there's so much more to life than trying to escape it. You know, trying to escape your reality is not living. It's barely surviving. It's just making it through. And everything that you've gone through, it can become a part of your success for, quote unquote, for better or worse, right? The, the things that you went through that maybe seem traumatic or negative or however you uh, internalize your experiences, understand no matter how bad it was or how negative the emotions left you feeling, you can, you can really harness that and, and create something amazing with it. I promise. You know what I mean? Because... 
And you could also find ways to serve other people with the lessons that you've learned once you overcome these challenges. I really believe that that's what we're here for, you know. So um, that's all I have for you today. I really appreciate you being here and, and, you know, supporting my channel and supporting this podcast. It really means the world to me. Um, if you could share this podcast with someone who's struggling, I'd greatly appreciate it. And at the very least, if you could rate this podcast, that would mean a lot to me too. Um, I don't run ads. Of course, I do shout out my treatment facility. If you are struggling with addiction, you can, um, you know, reach out to my direct line. That is 203-917-8862. If you are struggling and you need treatment, um, you can connect with me on that line. And, uh, you know, if my facility is a good fit for you and vice versa, then, you know, uh, I will help in any way possible, whether it's my facility or not. But just know that there is help out there no matter what, whether it be local meetings, whether it be just tuning into this podcast, whether it be going to a, a treatment facility, um, hiring a recovery coach, whatever the case may be. There are so many people that are going through exactly what you are going through and nobody is alone, you know, so um, I really appreciate you being here. Much love. I will see you on the next one.